Welcome back to Spiritual Virtues Podcast, where we are up to our seventh and final story from the book, Mighty. Today, the story is called The Visitor. What? Who's the visitor and what's in the book? Well, we're going to wait for Kelsey to come back upstairs, but I'm going to let you know that Akka and Haifa is where it takes place, which is in Israel. In the late 1800s and 1921. Akka, well. Akka, Akka, or hi- and Haifa are both in the Israel. The visitor. The visitor. And the cat page. <laughs> There's a cat on this page, and we are cat lovers in this house, so we like that, that illustration, right? I'm not a cat lover. You're not a cat lover? Okay. <gasps> I'm a cat lover. Me too. Sitting in the corner of the courtyard, shaded from the heat of the midday sun, eight-year-old Samira giggled with delight as she watched the orangey-brown kitten chase its shadow playfully around the courtyard. The kitchen door swung open, and the kitten went scurrying up the wall and over to the neighbor's house. Samira's mother came out of the kitchen in the courtyard, holding a tray of food. Samira called her mother, please open the door to the bedrooms. Yes, Mama, said Samira. She jumped up and opened the door. Samira watched as her mother warily made her way to the bedroom at the very back. Her mother's hands were shaking as she placed the tray at the foot of the door. Taking a deep breath, Samira's mother knocked, pushing the door open and placed the tray on the floor inside the room. Samira could hear coughing from inside. Samira's mother said a few words. Then, just as quickly as she had opened the door, she pulled the door closed and made her way back to the courtyard. Just two days ago, Samira's younger brother, Salim, had gotten into trouble for playing outside that bedroom door. Mama had scolded him, telling him that it was not safe and that he needed to stay away from that door. But why? Salim had asked her. Because I don't want you to get sick, Mama had replied sternly. Then, more gently, she had added, like your uncle, who was very sick. Samira and Salim loved their uncle very much. For the past few weeks, he had been unwell and now spent all of his days resting in bed. One by one, the neighbors had stopped visiting. Samira and Salim felt as if an invisible wall of fear had been built around their home, keeping everyone away. Back in the courtyard, Samira watched as her mother made her way to the kitchen. Her brow was furrowed into a frown, and Um, she looked worried. What is a brow? Brow is like your eyebrows, like this. Your brow was furrowed, so it's like, like this, frowning. Usually, people do that when they're worried or they're angry. With the kitchen door left open, Samira could see her grandmother sitting on the kitchen table, shelling peas. How is he? she asked anxiously as Samira's mother walked in. Not well, said Samira's mother, shaking her head. He is too weak. He is so weak and constantly coughing, and he hasn't bathed in days. But I dare not go close to him, otherwise I'll catch it too, and then we'll all get sick. Samira's grandmother's eyes filled with tears. We can't just leave him like this. I know, said Samira's mother, her voice trembling, but there's nothing we can do. Samira felt her stomach tighten into a heavy knot. She had never seen her grandmother cry. Samira, too, wanted to cry. That night, Samira went to bed with a heavy heart and a prayer for her uncle on her lips. The next morning, as the first rays of the sun peeked through the cracked and dusty window, Samira woke to the sound of talking in the courtyard. Thank you, she heard her mother say. We are so grateful. Who is Mama talking to, thought Samira curiously. No one dares to come here anymore. Rubbing sleep from her eyes, 
Samira peered through the small window, but only in time to see her mother close the courtyard door to the street. The visitor had left. Mama, called Samira as she opened the little window. Who was that? Samira's mother looked at Samira and smiled. It was the first time in weeks that Samira had seen her mother smile. That was Abdu'l-Bahá, she said. He came to help care for your uncle. Samira had seen Abdu'l-Bahá many times, but she had never met him before. Samira and Selim would often walk up the cobbled street to where Abdu'l-Bahá lived, just to catch a glimpse of him. And when they would see him, he was almost always surrounded by a crowd of people. Sometimes there would be up to 100 women and men and children who would come to seek his love, his gentle words of comfort, and his wisdom. He never turned anyone away. And now, when no one else dared to care for her uncle, it was Abdu'l-Bahá who had come. Samir's heart felt lighter. There was joyful skip in her step as she ran out to play with the kitten. Abdu'l-Bahá returned the next morning, and every day after that for many days, selflessly caring for Samira's uncle. Sometimes he would come with fruit and sweets. Other times he would bring books and read to Samira's uncle. Each time, Samira would watch in awe as Abdu'l-Bahá would put aside any fear for his own health and would lovingly take care of her uncle. The day that Samira's uncle took his last breath, Abdu'l-Bahá was there, sitting by his side. Many years later, when Samira was a young woman, she heard of the sudden and unexpected passing of Abdu'l-Bahá. Heartbroken, Samira, together with Salim, went to his funeral. That day, there was not a cloud in the sky. More than 10,000 women, men, and children of every religion and background, rich and poor, had come to show their love for Abdu'l-Bahá. As she looked at the grieving faces around her, Samira felt overwhelmed seeing how so many hearts Abdu'l-Bahá had touched. She knew that the heart of each person gathered there, like her own heart, had been illumined by the light of Abdu'l-Bahá's love and selflessness. Now, as we know, Samira is an imaginary character, but she observed a true story about Abdu'l-Bahá. And this is a quote by Abdu'l-Bahá. Tend the sick, care for the poor and needy, comfort the sorrowful, and love the world of humanity with all your heart. Now, this is a picture at Abdu'l-Bahá's funeral. What is a funeral? A funeral is, is um, a celebration of someone's life after they pass on to the Abha kingdom. So when Abdu'l-Bahá passed on to the Abha kingdom, it says there were... How many did it say? 10,000 people that attended it. 10,000 people? I can't even imagine and that. also, in the picture, in the background, there's a cat on top of a tall building, just like we were unwound. Yeah, the cat that was in the first picture is on the, on the last picture, too. And we're getting ready to celebrate the centenary of Abdu'l-Bahá's passing. So it's been 100 years this year since Abdu'l-Bahá passed on to the Abha kingdom or to the spiritual realm or the next world or heaven, whatever you might call it. And so Baha'is all over the world are getting ready for that special time when Abdu'l-Bahá passed away. It's actually a Baha'i holy day. And it happened, I believe, around 1 a.m. in the morning, our time. Wait. Um, I think that it's a holiday because as... In honor of his kindness. 
Yes, it's a it's a holiday because Abdul Baha was the perfect example to us, and we love him so very much that it's a special holy day for Baha'is, right? And we also celebrate the passing of the Bab and Baha'u'llah. So there are nine Baha'i holy days, and three of them have to do with the passing of the the Bab, Baha'u'llah, and Abdul Baha, and three of them have to do with the Bab and Baha'u'llah's birthday, right, which we just celebrated, the twin holy days. Okay. We don't celebrate the birth of Abdul Baha because he was actually born on the same day that the the Bab declared that he was a manifestation of God. So we don't celebrate that day. Why? Instead, we celebrate the Bab's declaration. And we have a special holy day, which is just a couple days before the ascension of Ab- Abdu'l-Bahá, which is called the Day of the Covenant. And wait, we celebrate that instead wait, of Abdu'l-Bahá's birthdays. Is Abdu'l-Bahá real? Yes. Abdu'l-Bahá was real. He was the son of Baha'u'lláh. And they were all real people that lived 200 years ago, 100 to 200 years ago. Pretty amazing, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is it for our stories from Mighty. We will make sure that when this is available to everybody, we'll have all the links so that you can have access to it. Um, I'm pretty sure that they're going to be releasing a PDF version for free. And you can purchase the hardcover book, which we definitely will be. Probably more than one copy, so we can give some away, right? And there are are also going to be free coloring pages, which we actually used a couple of days ago when we had sunset story times with a bunch of the children from our children's class. They all came over. We had pizza. We played outside. And then we read stories about Abdu'l-Bahá from Mighty as well. The wonderful thing is that we have these holidays every single year, and this is going to be such an awesome resource to use in the coming celebrations. So we're so happy that we were allowed to share this with you and we hope that you enjoyed it as well. The next number of stories we're going to be reading will probably be from uh, brilliant star magazine along with some pictures. And I will make sure that we always link those things too. So thank you for joining us for these seven stories. The next stories will be available soon. Good night. night. Goodbye. Goodbye. We'll see you in a little bit. Bye.